This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So, as always, a very warm welcome to uh, Kerry Dixon for this week's edition of the Kerry Dixon Show. Kerry, how are you, mate? You feeling a bit better than you were last week? Yes, a little bit better, Dave, uh, heading into the weekend. Um, Feeling a bit better than perhaps what I did last week, but uh, these things are are there to help us on our way in life, or not help us, or hinder us on our way, (laughs) and hinder me a little bit I was during the week. Good stuff. I'm glad to hear you're on the mend. Um... Well, I mean, this time last week we were uh, we were uh, wondering what would happen in the Leicester game when we were predicting predicting a bit of a tough game. No, what we what we didn't know was that ne- the next day the news broke about this uh, alleged bust up between Costa and Conte, and Costa being offered you know nearly six hundred quid a week to go and play in China, and it all went absolutely mad. And then at the end of the day, we didn't miss him at all. But we'll talk about the not missing him at all. A little bit later. First of all, I'd love to hear what your thoughts on the whole Costa situation is. Well, it's a very difficult one. And if you look at it from a personal point of view, and I'm talking about a personal himself, um, it's a lot of money to be um, possibly on offer. And it's a lot of money, uh, not that these people, these professional footballers obviously these days need the money but it is an awful lot of money if that's uh, the way you are and it will obviously turn your head um, and make you think goodness me that's the sort of money that I'm not going to even say set up for for life but or set me up for life but it's the sort of money that if you are that money orientated money orientated way um, will make you think and and they don't come along often and I'm not surprised if indeed it has happened that it's turned his head. Um, having said that, um, if you're the other way and you're the way that you want to play football, you want to be the best, you want to set records, you want to win trophies. And, and for me, 
you want to win the best. Uh, you want to um, win the best league in the world, the Premier League, which I believe at the moment is the best league in the world. I certainly wouldn't have allowed it to happen, and it turned my head during January. Um, it would have been in the back of my head, but my focus would have been on winning the league, being the best scorer in the league, um, want to top the charts and, and get another Premier League top title winners medal with Chelsea. Um, but I don't know whether these days these players have the same affinity, not all I'm talking about here, but certainly some have the same affinity with the club and the supporters. You know, there was a time a little while ago you see players kissing badges left, right and centre every week. They, they change clubs every couple of years and they'll be kissing badges and so on. Um, I might say love the club and so on. Um, I don't think that modern day footballers have that affinity. I think they are, or the majority of them, um, do the best for themselves. They're managed by agents. Uh, you know, they try during a short career, get them as much money as they possibly can. And I think that's the breed. Um, there are the exceptions, of course, the Lampards, the Terriers, the Drogbers, and people who, who come to love their own club. I'm talking about Chelsea, of course, but, uh, you know, if you go elsewhere, you look at Gerrards, the Carragers, uh, and, and so on. They love their clubs. They, they stay with FIFA, and no doubt they will be tempted by the money elsewhere if indeed it was offered. Um, Costa, should he go or should he stay? I hope he stays, but... I mean, you hear the cliches um, about no one's bigger than the club and so on and, and all the rest of it. it. It undoubtedly will sour a bit of a relationship with a, with a few people, you know, this situation. The only way he's going to get through it, really, is to play, keep playing, get his head down and stay with the club. Otherwise, people will feel a little bit let down. You know, there was last season's problems. Um, he played through them, stayed with the club, come out this year and really well. And I happen to believe that, for one, if he does go, I think we, I'm not going to say struggle, I think it will derail our title bid a little bit. That's not to say we won't win it, but I don't believe that uh, the three that played, and I've, I've, and I've said this before, they've played twice now, the three players, William, Hazard and Pedro. I'm not convinced that Overall, there'll be enough to take us to the title. Um, I think there'll be one or two problems along the way. And if we start to back-to-back defeats or somewhere, um, I think it could it could derail what we've got going. I think Costa's presence will give us that that bit more oomph. And you know, um, I, I, I think the three little fellas up front is Plan B. Diego Costa is Plan A for me. And if he goes, I think. I'm not going to say we won't win the title because I think we can. We're in a great position, but I think it would derail it somewhat. And I hope that he stays. Uh, And somewhere I hope along the line that if he is going to go, he was going to go, business is done in the summer. Mm. Very interesting points, Kerry. I'd like to pick up on on quite a few of those, but actually I'll pick up the last point first. And I think think the... I was going to talk about the whole William Pedro Hazard thing, and I think it, it did work really well, actually, to my surprise. It's worked well twice now against Bournemouth as well, but I absolutely get what you're saying. I think at, at moments when you've got a really, really tough, tight game and it's not going your way, that's when you need a quality striker who is a natural goal scorer to nick you the odd goal. And actually, I think Costa's already done that a fair amount this season. And I agree with you. I don't think it... I mean, I think we'd still have a very good chance of winning it, but we would be handicapped if we didn't have him. Um, 
But on that point, from what I understand, uh, you know, I've been, obviously been keeping quite abreast of what's been going on. But from what I understand, it's unlikely that he'll go in this transfer window. Chelsea just won't let that happen. And there are only, what, another 11, 12 days to go of it. So I think we'll we'll definitely keep him. But a good chance to go in the summer. And that's another issue entirely. Um, the other thing I was going to say, actually, one thing that came up on the uh, on both the, the Chelsea fancast on Monday and also the interview that I did with uh, with uh, Chris, who, of course, has directed that wonderful documentary about you, which is coming out in March. Plug, plug, plug. Um, but what we were saying, actually, on the, on the fancast on Monday, a lot of the chat was around... You know, will we ever see, um, not just at Chelsea, but I think you can, you can, you know, include a lot of clubs in this, but will you ever see players like the John Terry's, Frank Lampard's, Didier Drogba's playing at the club again? Because it doesn't seem to me that we're going to get players who are going to have the majority of their career at one club because they do seem to hop on and off like modern people do in their own careers, to be fair. So maybe we won't see that again. And the other thing that we were talking about, which is kind of mixed in with it really, is that I think you're right. I think the modern football is very different from the player in your day. And and we had such a bond with people like yourself. And I think that that's at the end of the day, you know, you lot and us lot were very, very similar. It's just that you lot were bloody good at football and lucky enough to be playing, you know, for our club. So it has changed a lot. And do you, do you think we will see the likes of Drogs and Lamps and uh, John Terry again in football? I think it's possible. Um, let's face it, uh, modern day footballers, um, if you get to the top, you're quite well paid. you know. And if you have an affinity with a football club um, and you, you really do feel that, I'm not talking about kiss the badge everywhere you go, I'm talking about have an affinity with the football club, then um, I think it's possible. But certainly the modern day footballer, uh, I'm not going to say and I don't want to typecast anything but nevertheless I think money is the key to it all the agent makes money every time they make transfers every time so every two or three years they renew their transfer if they have a good period they want an extension on their their contract and a few more years added you know it, for me it's all a little bit crazy but this is the this is the society that they live in and this is the society we have to accept um, if they have a bad period they certainly don't go in to take money off um, you know, and, or if they get out of the side for a while, they still pick up 60, 70, 80, 100 grand a week. So, mm. listen, um, it, it, it's the world they live in, and, and they, they, they get offered these contracts and they sign them. Um, I don't know if we'll see one club men again, or we'll see players playing the majority of their career at one club, but. I do think and I hope that somewhere along the line that does happen at the club. You know, you look now and you think who possibly might be um, Courtois is a possibility. But then he gets linked left, right and centre because he's one of the yeah. best in the world with, with all the big clubs. You know, you always look at a goalkeeper because they're slightly different. They're in, they're playing week in, week out and they're getting good money. And, you know, they'd be expected to do that. You look at other players and think to yourself, what position, who who in the current team would stay and be there for a long period of time. And no one actually jumps out at you. You know, I think if some of the youngsters were to come through, for example, maybe a Chalabar or, you know, and it's, he breaks through and he starts to think, well, where else would I want to go? Um, I'm at Chelsea, one of the biggest clubs in the world. And it's only these situations where the Chinese in the development of that particular country's football um, carries on if that's the sort of money they're going to be paying left, right and centre, then they're going to cause a few problems for some of the big clubs in the world. 
Mm. It's it's very well. It's it's interesting. It's certainly uh, a concern. And to be fair, it's nothing different from what the Premier League has done in the past. I mean, one one thing I'd also like to pick up on actually, because I think you you'll have quite a, an interesting perspective on this. But you know, I and the other interesting thing was actually, uh, you know, most of the people I speak to completely understand it that if somebody gets offered a ton of money like that, they are gonna they're gonna be interested and they want to go. We would all be the same in in that context. We're, you know, if you're a professional, that you get paid to do what you do, and you know you need to look after your family and yourself. And I understand that, but given that he's probably been unsettled by that, I mean, did that ever really happen to you when you were at Chelsea? You know, somebody a big, a bigger club, shall we say, come, come in for you, and and what effect did it have? And more to the point, Kerry, and I think particularly with Costa in mind, how do you get your head right in that context and actually just knuckle down and, and do what you have to do for the team? Well, obviously, it did happen to me. You know, you look, uh, there was a situation whereby Hart and West Ham were both um, in for me. Um, there was also uh, rumours of, uh, at some stage, Manchester United made a bid. Um, mm. That didn't uh, that didn't get to the stage of the Arsenal and West Ham situation under John Owens. At the time, the club was struggling. And, um, yes, it did happen. And um, I did speak to both clubs, uh, as most people well know. But nevertheless... Um, it was always in the back of my mind that I didn't really want to go. And I did feel at the time, like, you know, uh, the club or certainly uh, people within the club were looking to push me out. Um, so I spoke to these other parties and, and, and that was where it went. But nevertheless, it never happened. As soon as uh, Ken come back, the chairman at the time offered me money uh, to extend my contract um, and told me the situation at the club, then I was only too happy to extend my contract and um, fulfil my dream of playing continuously for Chelsea. I didn't really want to go. I'm a bit of a home, homegrown person and I, and I wanted to stay in and around um, where I am. So it was never really on the agenda. But the sums we were talking about, although they were in better wages and, and more money and, and you'd have made money in the transfer, it wasn't the astronomical figures that are being talked about at the moment, which are way out of proportion yeah. as, to, as to what is being offered. You know, it was a case of, yes, you're getting more money and you're playing for a supposedly better club, which that's, you know, that's uh, how people view it or that's people's perspective. And it wasn't mine at the time, but nevertheless, uh, Arsenal were pushing for honours, whereas Chelsea weren't at the time. We were in the Premier League or the old first division, but um, we were were in the mid-table and a a team that was struggling. So it's a slightly different situation, as every situation is. Um, I don't know how Diego Costa views it. If he's unsettled, then it's going to be very hard for him to play. I became a little bit unsettled. Fans were being fed information which is not necessarily true. And let's face it, Costa himself hasn't come out and said anything. Um, I I think there's all sorts of rumours of a friend said, a someone possibly said, or someone said something. He hasn't actually come out and been quoted anywhere. Or someone Mm. is an official translator or whatever. Um made a comment on behalf of him. And somewhere along the line, I do feel that he's going to have to come out and say, you know, I think people might buy, I'm staying. My head was turned. Um, I want to be at the club. I want to see out the job we started this year. Um, and I'm staying. Staying for the reasons that he, sh- that he needs to. I think that um, somewhere along the line, the, the fans are going to pick up and they're going to want to know the reasons why, whether it be from the club or whether it be from the man himself. Um, I think they will be relatively understanding, but they're not going to accept, as you heard previously, when the three 
the three lads, uh, the Hazards, uh, Fabregas and Costa were under the Mourinho situation. We were getting booed and, and, and things like that from certain parties within the Chelsea crowd. And some might argue quite rightly so. Um, I think there'll be one or two upset by this situation. The reality is no one's going to stay these days at any club, um, come what may, um, under any situation. And heads will be turned. But Chelsea fans at least expect a little bit of loyalty. And I think Diego Costa's going to have to come out somewhere along the line and say that I'm staying. Mm, Okay, fair point. Well, Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The interesting thing, of course, coming up on Saturday, we've got Hull at home. Uh, and, of course, that's what's on everybody's mind. Will Will Costa be starting on uh, on Sunday? Do you think he will? I hope so. I think uh, he's our best centre-forward. And I think that, uh, when I say centre-forward, he's one of the old uh, positions, if you like, but um, our best striker. And I think it's a situation whereby um, we, we play our best team. We'll continue to try and win the Premier League and, you know, Going over old shows, um, people might say to me, "But if it's not broke, don't fix it." Um, and it wasn't broke with the three uh, lads last week, but nevertheless, it wasn't broke before that either. And I think Diego Costa is our best proposition. And if the best players are available, then the best players play. And uh, I yeah. hope he plays, um, and I hope he carries on scoring goals for us. It'll be very, very interesting to see if he does. I think it will reveal a lot if if we see him in the starting lineup on Sunday. So I'm intrigued to see what happens. But you know, as we as we were saying a minute ago, uh, we have got a good plan B now. I think I, I have to say I was really impressed with the way that William Hazard and Pedro played across the front, and I thought it gave 
it gave Leicester a completely different headache to deal with because of their their movement and the way they interchange. And it was a very it was a very different style of football that we were watching compared to obviously when we have Costa playing. And I, I was really quite intrigued by that. But the other thing that we shouldn't underestimate, I don't think, is the fact that that young Alonso scored a couple of goals, could have got a hat trick. And and I'd, I'd be interested again to hear what you think about that. I mean, myself, I think it's a good thing to see, you know, other players from any position scoring goals and, and chipping in. I think you, you need that if you're going to be successful. Um, I mean, much as I, I know you'll probably say well, you'd rather have the striker score, for me, it was a good thing to see that happening as well. I'd be interested to hear what you think. Yes, I'd rather see the striker score because that's what it's all about. But listen, there's nothing wrong with uh, players chipping in and, uh, and, you know, in a successful side, everyone's got to chip in. Um Alonso continually gets forward down that left-hand flank. And why not score a few goals? If you're getting forward, you get yourself in positions not only to create, but chip in and get a few yourself. It adds another um, notch, if you like, to your CV. That, you know, you're a goal-scoring wing-back, come full-back or whatever, and you know, capable of getting goals, capable of creating goals. So why not? Um, that situation is good, but I certainly wouldn't be planning the whole strategy around a goal scoring left back <laughs> no. or a goal scoring right back. You know, the idea no. for me is that the striker scores goals, but yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, no. Yes, I think the other lads, the, the three up front, did well. I still am hanging my little bit of doom, if you like, or doom and gloom on the fact that, yeah. I know we said before the game it was going to be a hard game, Leicester, and you know not to put them down or whatever. But for me, it's still not a Manchester City away, Manchester United away, uh, uh, Tottenham or Arsenal, you know Liverpool. You know these are the games that, that, that the big teams um, away from home. But I just feel, and you've already said it on the show, that Diego Costa could well be the difference, and he's been the difference yeah. at, away at teams before with the odd goal the opportunist goal, him in and around situations. For me, too many times, these other players play throwing one or two iffy performances or not quite up to top standard every game. And the consistency is not there. The consistency is there from certain ones. But, you know, how often do you see William being changed for Pedro, Pedro being changed for William? Um, you know, when we make substitutions, when things aren't going right, it's it's not... It's not quite the same. The costers hardly ever get taken off if they're playing. And that's the reason, because they're the ones that can change the games. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm i just a little bit fearful. I don't think it's the way forward. I think it is plan B. And if plan B becomes all we've got for the rest of the season, yeah, I'd be, I'd be a little bit concerned. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm going to cheer you up a bit now, Kerry. Sounds like you need a bit of cheering up. Um, we're seven <laughs> points clear of Spurs. Seven points clear of Liverpool, eight clear of Arsenal, ten clear of Man City and twelve clear of United. I think we'd have all have taken that, wouldn't we? Taken that, uh, no problem at all. And listen, even with Plan B, as I call it now, um, give you a cracking chance. We've got to lose a certain amount of games and, and you know, the derailment would have to be a serious derailment for yeah. us to throw it all away. Um but having said that, I'm not. I've also said I err on the side of caution. That um, I'm not going to start giving titles away in, in January, February. No, so, quite right. You know, we've still got to we've got to keep sticking to the task, and you know, keep picking up the points. And it's going to be tough for us to catch us if indeed that situation is. And uh, yeah. I don't really expect it to change too much. 
But as I've already said, for the reasons that I say, I think the Diego Costa situation carries on or it gets worse, then it could change a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that, that really is the only kind of fly in the ointment at the moment as, as to how that will turn out. But uh, to be honest, on Sunday, uh, you know, it, it's really difficult uh, to see any other result than a than a Chelsea win against Hull. I mean, of course, we started out on that 13-game winning streak against them after the Arsenal defeat last year. Uh, you know, they're in trouble. I mean, they're in the relegation zone. They, they seem to be in a bit of a mess. They've got loads of injuries. Um, but they have got a decent player in Snodgrass, haven't they? Yes, I have. He does. I think he's been the subject of a, of a bid this week during during the transfer window. Not surprising. He's one of their better players. And people um, often the potential um, opportunities to get players from other clubs, certainly struggling clubs, and Hull are there to be um, or ripe if you if you like to be plucked. And uh, Snodgrass probably one of their better players, if not their better their best one. Um, I fully believe that um, Chelsea will win the game, no matter who they put out. And I think, you know, I, and I really do, it doesn't matter who plays or whatever, I fully expect Chelsea to win the game. And I think it, they could win it by three. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I, I mean, myself, I'm going to go for a 3 0. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think, as always, it helps to get an early goal. Uh, but. Uh, I just can't. I can't see any other result, mate. I really can't. I think we'd we'd just be way too strong with them at home. Uh, so I'm I'm hoping that we might even extend that uh, that lead at the top. I mean, the, the, we kind of picked up on it a little bit a minute ago, really, because the, the couple of games that are on the horizon are the Liverpool and the Arsenal games, and I think you know ultimately those those are the uh, the, the big tests. And uh, I think if we get through those, then I think well, clearly we're we're absolutely going to be in pole position, but. Sunday, I cannot see any other result at all than a Chelsea win, and I, I'm going to go for three 0 No, I wouldn't, wouldn't. I wouldn't put you off that. Anyone betting who likes a bit, or I would actually say anything two, three plus, it's worth a chance. Yep. Um, I, I definitely feel yep. that. But we'll come to it obviously in time. But the Arsenal and Liverpool games, you know, they were the two teams that give us a back-to-back spanking, if you like. Um, we were well done at the uh, at the bridge by Liverpool. I felt. And Arsenal give us a doing at their place um, earlier on in the season. As I say, once we get through the Liverpool and Arsenal games, if indeed we do, um, that will put us in a great position, and um, we really, you know, can start looking towards, you know, possibly, you know, United and City to come. And realistically, we have played all the big guns or all our potential title challenges. Um, and if we were to remain six or seven points clear in that situation. We can start uh, having a little rise smile on our faces because uh, it will certainly be in our own hands. And from that situation, it would be a tough one to throw away. But uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Do that. Let's just uh, stick with taking the three at hole and we'll deal with Arsenal and Liverpool when they come along. Yeah, quite right. I mean, I'd, I'd also throw in the mix there that that they've got, to, they've got to play themselves. You know, we've got to play each other so they'll drop points. And of course... Tottenham, Liverpool, uh, City, Arsenal will all be involved in Europe as well, which will will, will help us. So, I mean, I'm I'm feeling confident, but I agree with you. There's no time to be complacent, is it? Never is. Too many people <laughs> sitting out there wait, waiting to have a pop at you. You know, um, so many, how many times now you hear about when, you know, the Steven Gerrard slip against Chelsea a few years back, but rubbing mm. in Liverpool's faces and so on, that they were selling Premier title winners and so on, all that sort of carry on. 
you know, people are quick to jump on when you uh, make suppositions early in the season. So yeah. my own idea is to sit tight, let it happen, and enjoy it when it does. Too right. Yeah, it's interesting, actually, because I, th- I think a lot of Chelsea supporters sense that last Friday the media couldn't contain their excitement that our season was about to be derailed so there we go um listen final point uh kind of unrelated to the football really but uh very much worth a mention uh we mentioned it on the on the Chelsea fancast on Monday but very sadly a, a very long-term long-standing uh Chelsea supporter named Carlo Bryan also known as Wurzel sadly passed away before Christmas and uh we're trying to encourage uh, a round of applause for Carl uh, on the 55th minute uh, in the whole game on Sunday. I'm sure that's something that you would uh, endorse. Listen, why not? Um, at the end of the day, you know, you doubt very much whether it's a situation that could go on for every supporter. Um, you know, you, you people say who who deserves it, who doesn't deserve it, and so on. And there'll be people saying we can't create a precedent on this situation. But listen, why not? Someone, what's, yeah. what's wrong with a group of people? And if the rest of the fans join in and people understand what it's all about, do start uh, um, an applause in uh, that situation. If people join in, then so be Why not? It, it's, it's a wonderful little send-off um, mm. for his family and so on, if the fans do it. But I doubt very much the club would uh, join in on that. They've got supporters all over the world. People will always say, he's a great supporter, he's been a wonderful supporter, she's been a great supporter, and so on. Um, so it, it's a dangerous precedent. But if the fans want to do it, why not? And if a group of them start yeah. to do it and they start to applaud and more people join in and uh, all of a sudden there's loads of people joining in, what a wonderful thought for everyone connected with that, uh, the fella um, Wurzel, then why not indeed? Um, yeah. I, I think uh, I certainly wouldn't put anyone off doing it. I doubt very much whether it would become something that would become... Uh, something that the club would endorse on a regular basis but why not well from what, what i understand actually the club have been quite supportive i'm, I'm not not necessarily of the the applause that's not something that they would get involved with but i think uh, there's going to be a mention in the program and uh, i think spy may well be doing something on on Saturday, on sunday as well so let's hope so but uh, you know i think it, i think the sentiment is absolutely spot on so i for one well, just from a, the uh, sorry dave go on mate sorry, sorry go on. dave just 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 about it on the back of that and um if I can add my own condolences to any Chelsea supporters, yeah, of course. You know, around that that time, and uh, condolences go out to the family for me. Um, you know, lifelong supporter, someone who supports the club, and uh, um, Rick Wurzel from from myself. Yeah, no, I'm sure I'm sure they'd appreciate that from you particularly, mate. And and I, for one, absolutely uh, echo the uh, condolences. And and, and Wurzel liked a pint of Guinness, very much like myself. So, uh, so there you go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully something will be uh, organised. And, and and as I said, I, I, I you know I think it's a lovely sentiment to be able to do that. So there we go. Anyway, mate, I think it's time for us to shut up and look forward to the game on Sunday. No doubt you'll be there enjoying it. I'm actually going to be in Lanzarote. Um, Are you? I, it was something it was something <laughs> that was booked about three months ago, playing for an England select against Scotland select or Rangers select, um, okay. depending. Depending how you view it, but nevertheless, um, that's where I'll be. It's not one I've intended to miss too many times, but uh, it's one that's sadly been booked for a few months now, and nothing I can do about it. But I'll be watching the whole game, that's for sure, and, uh, and I'll be returning on Monday. Well, lovely stuff. Well, lucky you being in the in the warmth of Lanzarote. I'm just going to say, have you been in training? Are the knees and the hamstrings going to hold up? 
I've had a couple of runs. I didn't I didn't go too quick, that's for sure, because uh, I didn't <laughs> want to um, find a situation where I'm injured and wouldn't be able to go. So I just went within the realms of what I thought I was capable of. Oh, well, nice one. Well, make sure you do a warm-up. I remember, I remember Bacana's telling me something very, very funny about some of the old boys' games is that, you know, you might not be able to run around as much as you used to, but you still got the skills, and that's enough to play most most kind of amateur-type sides. So I wish you all the best with that on Sunday, mate. Thank you very much. All right, fella. Well, we'll speak next week, and uh, hopefully, yep. uh, as I said, we'll be celebrating another three points. We'll speak to you next week, Kerry. Yep. Thanks a lot, as always, yep. mate. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.